It is time, church, to hold the line. I'm honored and grateful to be here this morning, but I don't, I don't have a simple word today. I have a heavy word today because this will either challenge you or chase you. It's either going to challenge you or it's going to chase you. Because this morning you're either going to rise up and say, I'm going to take the challenge, or you're going to run from it. But this mandate on this house to reach L.A. is going to chase you down. Every time you walk into these doors, every time you hear our pastors preach, it's about reaching the lost in this city. Can I get an amen? Amen. Come on, quickly find your seats. This word is burning so much. People have been asking me the last couple days, are you ready? I've never been more ready. I've never been more fired up to preach a word. I'm preaching this one this morning, and then I'm preaching another one called Guard the Gate tonight. I believe that LA has been given to our church, and there's a gate, and the blood-bought remnant, you need to guard that gate. So I'm telling you that now to challenge you to come back tonight. Because both of these messages are about reaching our city. And Pastor has started walking us on this sermon series. The vision expands. And God had given him seven strategies of how we're going to accomplish the vision that's expanding. The Bible says that without vision, the people will perish. And I don't want to add to scripture, but I know when the vision doesn't expand, I just get lazy. Maybe we need to start over. I want a vision that expands because it challenges me to take more territory. It challenges me to go deeper in prayer. It challenges me to fast more than once a year. It challenges me to get on a plane and go to Honduras so the lost can be saved. It challenges me to join the Reach LA team to get down to the heart of where things are happening and reach our city. I want a vision that expands because I don't ever want to get lazy in the kingdom of God. So this morning we're talking about holding the line. It's called hold the line. It's a military term. And when you are given a line that you are to hold, it meant that you've already taken some territory. It means that when I hold the line, there is anticipation of the attack of an enemy. So if you woke up this morning and were surprised that you were attacked, I remember one time I was deep in prayer and, and I said, God, why? I feel like, like, like this isn't supposed to happen. I, I feel like I'm surprised that the enemy is attacking you, me. And he says, maybe because you're running with him. That's just for me. We have to hold the line, church. There is an attack that's coming and continues to come. And we cannot back down. We have to hold the line. We cannot let the enemy break through our lines. We have to hold the line. We've been given authority. We've been given dominion in this land, in this city. Come on, would somebody preach with me today? Do you have a heart for L.A. today? Today is about reaching L.A. It is our second strategy of the vision that is expanding to reach L.A. God, break our hearts for Los Angeles today. 
that we would be deep in prayer about Los Angeles. God, the, it's so big. There's so many people. I need to take you somewhere in Scripture to tell you that no matter the size of what is coming at you, you just need to take a stand. You just need to hold the line because the God of all gods, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he's not watching you fight. He's fighting with you. He's fighting for you. We don't lose this battle. The only way we lose this battle is when we quit reaching people. And this church, our heart has always been about souls. But if we can't even reach our neighbor, what are we doing? So let me take you to the scripture, 2 Samuel chapter 23. Verse 8, just one verse. Last week we were talking about the gospel that's been given to us, that we've been entrusted. But not only have we been entrusted, we've been empowered. And we're unrelenting. But in this short passage, it talks about one of David's mighty men. He had three of them. And this is just one of them. I want you to pay close attention to the odds that were stacked up against Joseph and what he did. Because oftentimes as believers, we say this line, somebody else will do it. Well, I I don't want to go to reach LA because somebody else will do it. I wouldn't, you know, I don't have time to be part of our food bank. Somebody else will do it. I don't, need to, I don't need to serve the team. They've got so many people. Can I tell you, as the vision expands, we have to as well. We are going to reach L.A. We're going to see this city come back to God. But it won't happen if the church runs from it. This is what it says about Joseph. These are the names of David's mighty warriors. Joseph, the Tacomanite. I think I said that right. He was the chief of three. I practiced that all night, I promise. He raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Hold the line. Whether it's eight or 800, hold the line. For your marriage, hold the line. For your children, hold the line. For our pastor, hold the line. For this church, hold the line. For Jesus Christ himself, hold the line. I've come this morning with resolute resolute fierceness in my life. I'm holding the line. I don't care if anybody else stands with me. I don't care if anybody else stands with me. Joseph would have never been able to slay 800 men if he ran from one of them. But because he stood his ground, because he held his ground, because he held the line, he's remembered. But what impresses me is not the 800 men that he... That, that he slayed. That's, that's powerful. That's amazing. But he held the line in, in the face of such odds. If you or I were standing there that day, things might have looked very different. But something inside of Joseph said, I've been called and commanded to hold this line. And I'm here to challenge you this morning. Each of us have been called to hold the line for Los Angeles. We have been called to step forward, to take the, to take the, 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 the fiery darts from the enemy. Raise up your shield of faith. You want to know why it's called a shield of faith? You want to know why it extinguishes the darts of the enemy? Because when the enemy tells me that God can't do it, I remember great is his faithfulness. 
when the enemy tells me it's not going to happen, I can just remember I'm raising up my shield of faith. I'm holding the line. If God did it before, he's going to do it again. If he healed you once, he can heal you again. Somebody's got to hold the line. If the pandemic shut churches down, what will persecution do? Jesus is coming. We said it. He is who he says he is. And he's faithful. If he's faithful, then not just the promises of my life are true, but the coming of his son is true. He's faithful. He's going to send Jesus. And the eastern sky is going to crack open. And he's not looking for the ones that are running. He's looking for the ones that have been faithful to hold the line. For all of the innocent lives that have been lost over these years, hold the line. For every wayward son, for every wayward daughter, be a Joseph and hold the line. For every marriage, hold the line. For every sick body, hold the line. You might be looking at your bank account, or maybe you're having a strained relationship with a friend or a family member. Hold the line. Do not let the circumstances coming your way take you off of the line. Hold that line. Hold that line. Why do we continue to hold the line? But God, it seems like nothing's happening. God, it doesn't seem like your hand's moving on Los Angeles. Let me take you back to the scripture, 23, verse 8, 2 Samuel. He raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Why do we continue to hold the line even if we don't see it? I know what the word says. I walk by faith and not by sight. Here's the true reason why we hold the line no matter what we see. Because in one moment, everything can change. Is there a blood-bought church that can shout a little bit this morning? For far too long, the, the church has been worried about being coddled instead of combat. Wanting bottles instead of battle. But it's time that the blood-bought remnant get out of the nursery and into the armory. It's time to get up out of the nursery and get into the armor, armory and get your weapon called praise. I don't care what the world is saying. I don't care what it looks like. My God is faithful. My God is true. Los Angeles will be saved. Whittier will be saved. Pico will be saved. Hacienda Heights will be saved. Santa Fe Springs will be saved. This land is ours. So we hold the line. Everywhere our feet shall tread, we will take for the kingdom of God. We hold the line. We don't back down. Because greater is he who lives in me than he that is in this world. But for 15 years we've coddled believers to say, hey, listen, you don't have to fight. You just got to believe. 
You, you, don't have to, you don't have to get uncomfortable. You don't have to get undignified. I was watching uh, an interview as I was studying for the two messages today, and I came across it. It's, it's relatively old, maybe four or five videos of somebody that was being interviewed from a church, a very, very large church. You'd call it a mega church. And they asked this person, why do you enjoy coming to this church? He says, because I never am made to feel uncomfortable. It only lasts an hour. And I'm never asked to do more than I want to. That's not holding the line. That's retreat. I don't care, God, how long I have to stay. All I want is your glory. All I want is your presence. All I want is the thing. So here's what I'm saying today. You know what this line is called? Pastor preached it last week. They were unable to say the letter H. And if you were unable to say the letter H, they killed you. The line is called holiness. This is the line that we hold. Come on, somebody. This is the line that we hold. We don't compromise because the world says it's supposed to be this way. There is a line called holiness. And that's the line that I hold. If it doesn't line up with this word, I don't want it. If it doesn't have the breath of God, I don't want it. I'm going to hold this line for my children. I'm going to hold this line for your family. I'm going to hold that line for this city. They need to know. They need to know that there is a standard that God is holding us to. He's calling us to holiness. And this city needs it. But if I say those things, Pastor Rob, they won't listen to me. You're not called to make people listen to you. You're not called to make people like you. I love everybody, but I don't like everybody. How much do you have to hate somebody to sit at home while their family goes to hell when you've had an opportunity to reach our city? How much do we have to hate our city that when the opportunities to reach our city come, we're just too tired? Can I say it? This is the hour and this is the time that the blood-bought remnant need to stand up. I don't know if you understand this, but people went to hell this morning. People have gone to hell this morning. People have gone to hell this morning. People have gone to hell this morning. And the blood-bought remnant, what do we do? What do we do? Where is the weeping and the intercession for the lost souls? How can we shout about it on Sunday? And let them go to hell on Monday. Told you it was a heavy word. Because we have been called to reach a city. You have been called to this army to fight the good fight of faith. To not lose hope. To not back down but to get up to the front lines and stop sitting on the sidelines and get in the battle. We need you. God needs you. 
Listen, God needs you, blood-bought remnant. God needs you, remnant of God. God didn't call you for you to sit down. He called you to stand and to fight. And he said, wherever you go, I will be with you. Hold the line. Somebody shout, hold the line. Every week we have a food bank where hundreds of people are coming. And people would have said it'd be easier if you just shut it down. I don't want it to be easier. I want it to be in line with the vision that God has given our church. And the vision that God has given our church is to reach LA. And so we keep the food bank open every Thursday. Hold the line. When we were threatened to be shut down by the government, what did we do? We doubled down and held the line. Why? Why? Because when you hold the line, something of value is right behind you. And Joseph that day had something valuable behind him. I don't know, scripture doesn't really give us any details of that morning or that day or that evening. They just say that he held the line, lifted up his spear and slayed 800 men. But if I was Joseph that day, a military man, comfortable in the middle of combat, come on. See, we need to get uncomfortable outside of battle and get comfortable in combat. Come on. That's good. Somebody write that down. I want to tweet that later. I like that. I don't know what was going through Joseph's mind that day. But if it was me, I would think of my wife. Nobody's getting to my wife. I would think about my two kids. Nobody's getting to my children. I would think about my pastor. Nobody's getting to my pastor. I would think about my church. Nobody's getting to you. I would think about the city. Nobody's getting to this city. You're not breaking these lines. You're not getting through. I'm staying here. I'm slaying giants. I'm killing them for you. I'm killing them for my family. I'm killing them for this city. Why? Because the blood-bought remnant of God, we have been called to hold a line, a line called holiness, and we are not backing down, and we're not compromising. If it's sin, it's sin. We're not accommodating people anymore. The days of accommodating believers are over. You want messages that'll tickle your ear, messages that'll make you feel good. You won't find that here. What you'll find here is a platform with a pulpit and a mandate to call out destinies and to ask people to rise up to the standards set before God. And that only way that happens is to lay the sin on the altar and call fire from heaven and let him burn away the chaff so that all that is left is nothing but holiness. God, I want holiness. God, I want more of you and less of me. Burn it out of me, God, and leave just ashes if that's all it takes, God. There is something about holding the line. You've got to hold the line. This city needs a church. It needs a church that isn't afraid 
that isn't full of fear, but is fearless, that will hold the line for their families, hold the line for the broken, hold the line for the suicidal, hold the line for the widow, hold the line for the orphan. Come on, somebody. See, because holding the line isn't about you. It's what's behind you. I hold the line because there's precious souls that have been given to this church. That if we don't care for those souls, they'll be on our hands. The blood will be on our hands. We've been given something very unique and something very special where thousands upon thousands of souls have entered into the kingdom of God because a church didn't back down and a church didn't rest. So this is not the time to say, God, we've done enough. Over the last two years, God, look at all we've done. Look at all he's done. If you ever get to a place where you say to God, God, why do you want to use me? Look at all that I've done. You need to check your pride at the door and get back on your face before God. Because if there's a heartbeat in you, he's not done with you. There's more to do. Why do you think the vision is expanding? Because God never sleeps. Hold the line. Hold the line for Los Angeles. I want to stand on every corner of LA. I want to stand and just declare that to be God's. I've heard story after story of how people would march around certain things and God would give them that because of their faithfulness. Blood-bought remnant, I'm asking you, challenging you, rise up and declare Los Angeles to be saved. Who will stand with me? Who will fight with me for wayward sons and wayward daughters? The drug addicts in Skid Row. The little girl that's fighting back tears because she doesn't know what to do as she's getting ready to enter into an abortion clinic because she doesn't think there's another option or another way. Who will hold the line? This city needs Jesus. This city also needs this church. This city needs this church. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Because when you talk about Los Angeles and you talk about the, the numbers of how many people live here and how many people are not saved and how big this city really is, we get into the mindset that it's too big. It's too big. But my scripture tells me that there is nothing too big or nothing too hard for our God. If God could spare my life, and if God can spare your life, He can spare Los Angeles too. Nothing is too big and nothing is too small for our God. He can do everything. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 and 24 say this. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Sanctify means to become holy. We don't want that part. You want to be holy? God calls us to be holy as he is holy. The God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit 
soul, and body. Let me just pause there for a second. I want you to focus on that right there. Your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body to be preserved. You cannot serve God completely and wholly with only two of those. We don't love God with just two. We love him with all of our being and we serve him with all of our being. And so we must hold the line. We must stand in the gap. We must be the one that the enemy has to come in contact with before he gets to the gates of our city. We have to be the ones way out there. Come on, somebody, would you preach with me today? Do you believe that Los Angeles can be saved? Is there a burden in your heart to see this city? Is there a burden in the remnant of God? We cannot simply come before God and say, take my burdens and not leave his presence without one. When I pray, I release my burdens, but I receive another one. It's the burden for this city. It's the burden for the broken and the lost and the hurting that need a message, a gospel of truth. Not one that coddles them back to their sin, but calls them to holiness. And watch the transforming power of the living God. Change a drug addict. Change a perverse nation. A wicked city. I wrestled between two stories today. One with Abraham and Lot. Where Lot was by Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham pleaded with God for the city because Lot was there. And God's response was, if I could find some righteous people in there, I'll spare the city. And I wrestled, I said, God, how does that fit in reaching L.A.? And he told me, because I have found a righteous man and woman of God that has stood the line, that has prayed and weeped. And he says, now I'm calling the church to stand behind them and hold the line. If I can find even but one righteous man, I'll spare the city. I'm here to tell you, is there a blood-bought righteous remnant that God can look on and say, I will not take out Los Angeles because you're there. It is the burden of God's heart to see this city saved. It's the burden of God's heart to see the world saved. But this church has been called to be burdened for this city. So we must hold the line. Hold the line. We can't give up. We can't give in. We cannot even give ground back to the enemy. I have never, not one time in scripture, ever read that God has asked me or anybody to give land back to the devil. But countless times, he has says, take the city, take the land. I've given you this land. I've given you these people. I've given you this city. I wish there was a blood-bought remnant that would rise up something deep down inside of them and latch hold of God's burden for this city and say, Pastor Brian, 
Pastor Natalie, all the other pastors, just tell me where and I'll be there. Just tell me when and I'll be there. Lord, send me. I'm ready to go into the darkest places of our city to snatch back what the enemy has taken so that that man or that woman can call their mom and say, I don't know if you were praying, but there was a church that reached out to me and I gave my heart to Jesus and I've turned it around and I'm searching out what God wants for me. I found a place. I found a home. And the only way that happens is if there's a church and a blood-bought remnant that'll hold the line. There's got to be a line. There's got to be holiness. There's got to be a blood-bought remnant that doesn't give in. The enemy cannot take this city. We have to let him take it. He does not have dominion over you. He does not have authority over your mind. You've given it to him. And I refuse to give him the keys to this city. I have a key in my hand. I've got a key to this city in my hand. It's the gospel message. This is the key to save this city right here. Are there any key holders in this place? Maybe you've dropped the key and said, you know what? We've done a lot. I'm tired. I'm hurt. The key's still at your feet. Pick it up. Pick up that gospel message. Take it to your neighbor. Join us in Reach LA. Be here on Thursdays for our food bank. And watch God do what he said he would do. We have to hold the line. Can get some help up here. Get some help up here. Some of the men, those that you've asked, come on. I want you guys to make a line. Men, I want you to make a line of just face right here. Just face Pastor Shalom. Ladies, get behind them. There is a line. Watch me now. It's not their job to hold the line yet. It's not the kids' space, is it? The kids. It's not their job to hold the line yet. We are raising them up to hold a line. Come on. I've heard all the excuses. I've been part of church for too long. The young people will do it. The young adults will do it. The kids will do it. That is not their time. There is a line. There is a line. There is a line. We hold it because there's a generation coming behind that God will call them to hold the line. But if the enemy breaks through this line, if he gets through this line, the line has just moved. We've just compromised. We've let him in. And all the enemy is going to do is he's just going to keep breaking through more lines. And then all of a sudden, you're going to be shouting for revival while the enemy is taking people back to hell. Stand firm. When you've done all that you can do, putting on the full armor of God, when you've done all that you can do, when you've done all that you can do, when you've done all that you can do, 
not done all that I could do yet. I still have purpose. I still have destiny. I still have things to do. The vision is expanding. There's more for us to do. When you've done all that you can do, then you just stand. Let me tell you something. We're not ready to stand yet. We're not ready to stand. See, I don't want the enemy to break through the line. So my job at my stage in my young life No, no gray hairs. My job, well, you guys going to walk with me. You guys stay there. You walk with me. My job is to take more territory. My job is to take more territory. Come here. Come here. Come here. My job, no, you stay right there. Sorry, Pastor Joey, but you're the devil today. My job is to hold this line and to push him back. We have come to push back darkness. We have come to push back darkness. We've come to push back darkness. There's a remnant that we're raising up to do this too. But right now, right now, right now, right now, this city needs this church to rise up on their feet and to hold the line and to push the enemy back, to push him back, to take care of our little ones, to take care of the next generation. You're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. But soon, and very soon, God is going to release such a breath of God over this next generation that what we're seeing here will look like patty cake. What we're seeing here will look like child games. God is bringing something fresh with the next generation. But right now, we should have more of our adults at a reach LA or at the food bank. It is our job to hold the line and to push the enemy back for this city. They're watching. They're watching. They're watching. We're watchmen, they're watching. We're watchmen, they're watching. Maybe you don't understand what a watchman is. We look for the danger. We watch it, we spot it. Oh yeah, you're confusing our kids? We're gonna stand up for holiness. Right, you're gonna, you're gonna legalize this? We're standing up for holiness. We're moving the line, we're pushing it back. Holiness, 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 holiness. So that when they get called into the army of God, there'll be more land and more territory that's been taken for the kingdom of God than ever before. Why? Because this generation, God has raised up to have more talents, more creativity than any other generation before them. What they don't have and what they haven't had is a church that could hold a line. So now the line got pushed back and certain things that were illegal or unbiblical are now perfectly fine in some churches. Hold the line for the city. I can't tell you it enough. You gotta hold the line for this city. Hold the line for this city. You don't let the enemy back. You don't let him in, you push him back. You don't let him in, you push him back. You don't let him in, you push him back. I've not been called to give anything to that, that liar. I don't give him my mind, I don't give him my heart, I don't give him my life, I don't give him my church, I don't give him my family, I don't give him my money. Listen, you're gonna have to do some weird stuff. Not weird to the Bible or to us here. We like to jump and shout and scream. But people are going to say it's weird. 
Listen, they don't pay your bills, so don't pay them any attention. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what you think it looks like or what you think it should sound like. I'm holding the line called holiness because there's a mandate, a spiritual mandate on this house. And we're called to hold the line for Los Angeles. A church needs to rise up. It's been prophesied over this house that this would be a house of miracles, a house of refuge, a lighthouse. Well, let's shine brighter than ever before. Let's create more space for more hurting people and broken people. Hold the line. Hold the line. Hold the line. Hold the line. It is time, blood-bought remnant, that we hold the line. Would you stand with me all over this place? Thank you, guys. Come on, can we give our amazing line holders a hand? I'll make Pastor, uh, Pastor Joey an angel maybe next time. In the army, oftentimes they would give us this command to hold a line. We, we, we'd take over a certain area that we've been looking at to take over, and then we'd set up a perimeter, and you're told to hold that line. And I remember maybe three, two or three years with, into my service in the military, and there's, you have a perimeter, and you really kind of know who's on your left and who's on your right, and you don't really have to question it because they hold the line. Military men are faithful and they're loyal to their job because death before dishonor, right? That's what it is. And I'm wondering, is there a blood-bought remnant that would also cry the same, God, death before dishonor? I won't dishonor your name. I'm not backing up. But you held that line, whether it was a, a few hours, a few days, a few weeks, or a few months, you held that line until you got a different command. Until the higher-ups told you, you're relieved of your duty. You stayed at your post. But, 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 but at that time, we had run out of food. We'd been there for a little while. Actually, the truth is they forgot about us. And they moved on. And three of us were left there in the middle of a desert. And we had no food. We had no water. It would have been easy to just give up. Find another way to get home. But not one soldier left their position. Not one soldier left their post. Because you don't leave until you're called to do something else. We have been called to hold this line. We have been called to reach LA. And unless I'm mistaken, we have not been given a different command. We've been not, we've been not ordered to set down. We've, been not, we've not been ordered to relax. We've been ordered to hold the line for LA. And they came back and they got us and they were super apologetic and we were super hungry and thirsty. And you know, I wasn't saved back then and it would have been nice to get some type of recognition and an award because we held the line. But I've learned now, I don't hold the line for accolades. I don't hold the line to get patted on my back. I hold the line because I've been called. Whether you recognize me or not, God, I'm gonna do it. Because somebody, my, my mom and my dad held the line for me. 
Now it's my job to hold the line for them. And I'm here to ask a blood-bought remnant, if you would just lift up your hands all over this place and say, I'm going to hold the line for my city. I'm going to hold the line for my neighborhood. I'm going to hold the line for my schools. I'm going to hold the line for my children. I'm going to hold the line for my church. I'm going to hold the line for my pastor. I'm going to hold the line for our children in this church and our youth and our young adults. Is there anybody that can hold the line that will stand with me, that will raise a shield of faith? And no matter what's happening around you, my God is faithful. No matter what's going on around me, I raise my shield of faith. The one who called me is faithful, and he will do it. So right now, before we move forward to anything else, with hands held high, I want us to cry out for this city. Because I was saved when I heard somebody cried out for me. That somebody cared enough about me to lay in the midnight hour and weep before God for my soul. So right now, right now, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Come on, lift up your voice. And call on the name of God. And say, God, we call out for our city. We call out for the perverseness. We call out for the wickedness. And we repent of those things, God. If we played any role in that, if we've been silent in the face of those things, God, we call on your name. Send the fire of revival, not just in these four walls, but send it with us. Make us messengers of fire, God. Send us to the highways. Send us to the byways. Send us to the dark places, God. And we'll shine the light, the fire that's been shut up in our bones. We will shout from the rooftops. We will shout in the alleyways that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, still saves and redeems. And we will shout from the rooftops. Sit in the alleyways. God, you will save our city. God, you will save our city. God, you will save our city. God, you have to save Los Angeles. We can't do it, but God, use us to do it. This next generation, God, we're holding the line for them, God. We're the hedge of protection around them, God. When the confusing teachings start coming their way, we'll hold the line of holiness to tell them that's not what the Word of God says. This is what the Word of God says. We're going to unconfuse your mind with the truth of God. Come on, somebody, hold the line for our children right now. Come on, hold the line for the little ones right now. The ones that are in the nursery. Hold the line. Hold the line. Hold the line for every child in our kids' space. Hold the line right now for all of our youth that are in this tabernacle. Somebody, hold the line. Hold the line. Hold the line. Put your hands down real quick. I know this was a heavy message, but I wanted to challenge and I wanted to provoke some people to hold this line, to hold it, and to push the enemy back. But maybe today, in this place, you heard this little guy shouting about a line and shouting about holiness and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, man, I don't even know Jesus. That's why we're holding the line. For you. That's why we shout about holiness. There's a million ways to get to hell. There's only one way to get to heaven. 
so we hold the line of holiness and we hold the line of this gospel for you because somebody held the line for each and every one of us that claim Jesus as our Lord and Savior somebody held the line for us and they were patient with us and God was patient with us until we came to know him so this morning maybe you don't know Jesus or maybe you knew him a while back and you kind of drifted away we held the line for you too we held the line for you too and so this morning I want to give you an opportunity to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or maybe rededicate your life so with every head bowed in this place come on if you're an intercessor hold the line for me right now if you've never asked Jesus into your heart but you know that you want to have a relationship with him or maybe you've drifted from God and you need to rededicate your life this is your time this is your moment if you need to give Jesus your heart whether it's the first time or rededication just slip up your hand right now just lift it up amen 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 come on we'll give it another moment more hands are going up come on if you need to be saved everybody in this room would you repeat this prayer after me dear Jesus I give you my heart I confess of my sins I ask you to forgive me I believe in you I believe in your resurrection I believe you died for me and I believe when I confess that I am saved transformed in Jesus name Amen. Come on, can we put our hands together? Come on. Really show them that we love them. Come on. The Bible says all of heaven is rejoicing for one soul that comes home. This is in Los Angeles. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something because we got to get a better shout than that. I have just shouted my guts out. I've sweat out of my jean jacket this morning about LA and several people just gave their heart to Jesus in this city we got a shout come on we got a shout this is our city it doesn't belong to the enemy it belongs to God and we're taking back our city we are taking back LA, but there needs to be a blood-bought remnant that'll hold the line, to hold the line. But maybe today, maybe today, maybe this morning, you're like, you know, Pastor, I really want to lift up my, my shield of faith. I really want to lift up my head. I really want to get back into the battle. But you don't understand what's happened in my life. You don't understand the things that I'm going through. You don't understand what's happening in my family or my finances. You don't understand what's happening in my body. I want to call out every lie and speak faith over you today. That today, you can receive the peace of God, the strength of God, and the grace of God, and the mercy of God and the love of God, and I can go on and on and on. You can receive all of that. You know, when you come to Jesus, he just doesn't give you half of him, all of him. But maybe today you're just going through some stuff. I know we've shouted for an hour, 
so. But I really feel like there's some people in here that you just need. You need that extra touch from God, just a fresh touch from God. And so I'm going to ask the worship team to make their way back up here. But I'm also going to ask in this holy moment, in this sacred moment, there's a weight, there's a heaviness on somebody's shoulders. And you need God to touch you in a fresh way. So in a moment, I'm going to release the, the worship team to do what God is leading them to do. But we'll have some pastors up here at the altar. got to hold the line and it can't just be a few of us here this is not a, a vision that's expanding for for pastor brian and pastor Natalie. it's not a vision that's expanding for for me and my family it's a vision that expands for all of us every single one here we need you on the battle line we we need you on the front lines we need you wayward sons and daughters need you this city needs you to stay on the front lines and so maybe today you're just walking through some stuff and you need some prayer in a moment I'll have the worship team go back into some worship but I'll have some pastors up here at the front that'll pray with you pray for you but Pastor Sean can you just lead us into something right now come on if you need prayer for anything these altars are open for you pastors will be up here we love you we're so grateful Pastor Shalom. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. Taking ground, holding the line. We will not back down. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. Taking ground, holding the line. We will not back down. There's an army rising up, there's an army rising up, taking ground, holding the line, we will not back down, no. There's an army rising up, there's an army rising up, taking ground, holding the line, we will not back down, no. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. We will not back down. No. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. Taking ground, holding the line. We will not back down. No. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up, taking ground, holding the line. We will not back down. We will not back down. We will not back down. 